Okay, and one he's just like cheering for the team. The next one he destroys a bat, so I assume they lose sometimes. Yeah, if you can't handle him at his top picture, you you can't you don't deserve him at his bottom picture. <laughs> great banter except we're not allowed to use it i think no i think that's probably okay i think it well okay well in that case welcome to animal noises my name is ringer and this is a podcast about furry culture i'm path i'm not cultured well <laughs> that makes two of us how do we feel about that intro do we want to do it again or do we want to just fly along with that one no i think that's fine i think that's fine <laughs> that is our motto here is it's fine my only standard is it's not a disaster. I, we, we talked about that. It would be very convenient if we only did a podcast every four months because then the fodder for each podcast is is trying to remember. It's just raccoons. There's just so many raccoons. Well, yeah. Which you're you're, you're very defensive of raccoons. Like that's what's one of your favorite things. That's. I mean, I I think that they deserve praise because they're very good. They're good. I have to say that. I'm super bound. I am super bound to say that at this point. <laughs> yes. So it's I, it's not I so much agree. that your opinion is that they're good. It's your your no just, don't don't do it. No, they're yes they are wonderful. Your obligation. Super good. Yeah. No, not obligated at all. Oh, okay. Super. All right. Great. All right. Raccoons. That sounds. They are though. Like if you because when once you meet a raccoon, you start seeing so many gifts of raccoons. So many. Oh, gifts. And I thought you said so gifts and I, I oh, was no. struggling you, to imagine no, what that meant. No. No, they just take things. Yeah, they I was going to say they're they, not they known just take. for their generosity. God, they they give you this warm fuzzy feeling cuz they are basically little cute bears and and then and then they just use their little hands to just take everything from you. The thing that is great about them is they maintain eye contact while they're doing it and they do look moderately uh guilty as it's happening but it's also a situation where their their expression is like i don't know what's happening and i have no control over any of this and i'm very sorry that's what it feels like but i do have all of this stuff now and i am going to keep it i think they have control over their little feet and and their expressions on their face but I think their arms basically do whatever it's going to, and their body has to move a certain direction. So they're just like, crap, I just took this thing. I'm so sorry. I have to run away now. <laughs> right? I don't want to implicate them, but that could all be a ruse. Like, like I don't think they feel bad, honestly. <laughs> well, so you have a raccoon problem. Yeah. Uh, it, it, one might say an infestation. Oh, I don't think I'm allowed to say that. It, w- it would be a a bounty. Let that let that be stricken from the record. A bounty. A bounty of raccoons. I'm pretty sure that's what a group of raccoons is called. Is a bounty. Some people seem to see raccoons all the time, and they're always like, "Oh, I saw a raccoon the other day," or "Look at that raccoon that just ran by." And I never see them, and it makes me so sad. Apparently, they get they get pretty common in certain places, and in those places, you don't get very excited about seeing raccoons. Yeah, I, I get that. Like, if I saw a squirrel, I would not be excited about seeing a squirrel. But there's, like, a size threshold that you pass with animals, and if you see, like, a wild animal over that size, it's like, oh, look at that. And, and 
understandably, if it happened constantly, it would start to wear thin. But I think there's a, a novelty that exists, at least uh, initially for that. Or if it's a snake. Snakes are interesting. Okay, so I just don't. I just don't want to see those. Oh, you don't want to see a snake. I don't. I don't want to see snakes. Okay. They're like my least favorite thing. Okay. Well, okay. They're really fun to look at. Like I'll stare at them for a long time. But in the same way, I like to look at tornadoes. Like it's just a destructive force that I am scared of. That will probably leave me alone because the tornado is as afraid of me as I am of it. So I am told. That is that is a common knowledge about tornadoes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you is. if you make yourself look as big as you can, it usually will. It'll scare the tornado off. And you make loud sounds of the tornado, and it will usually just veer a little bit away. Unless you're in its favorite food, a mobile home. <laughs> these are these are facts I know because I live in Texas. This is really going well so far, I think. This is probably the best one we've ever done, to be honest with you. If that, if that puts us into perspective. Well, this has been Animal Noises. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, no, you have a coyote now. Uh, I do. Is this the pod- Is this the podcast? This is all the podcast. The whole damn thing is the podcast. Now I'm just curious, though. Like, yeah, all right, yes. Why Why? Why did you get a... Why did you do that? Because you have... What do you have? Like, This is your fourth character. This is my fourth uh, real character, yes. Right. Okay, because you've actually got an old raccoon character, right? That's just a straight-up raccoon? Yes, I do have a, a raccoon character and a, a raccoon fursuit. The fursuit is not what I would describe as great or terribly accurate, but that's... It was like a starter kit. It was it's a starter. fine, yeah. And, and it's also because, like, the raccoon as he currently exists doesn't have a real, like, concrete form right now he's just a raccoon and if i had to say is he melting no no it's not he's just i don't know like if someone said oh tell me more about your your raccoon i would have to be like well i guess he's maybe gray and looks like a raccoon but i don't even know if that's true like maybe he's more brown that's how my first character started yeah and so like he's just raccoon and if I had to sit down and think about it more, then I would figure it out. But right now, he's just sort of, he's there, and he exists, and he's, however you want to picture him, is not off-model. What what was that raccoon's name? That is Ringer. Oh, that's Ringer. Yeah, Ringer is, is sort of the basis of everybody. Okay, yeah. And then, and then it turned into Racket. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I can get into this, and it feels kind of self-serving, but... Good. <laughs> Good. Good. That I mean, I guess that's why you do a podcast, right? So uh <laughs> Ringer is is me, like just mm-hmm. that's it. And like every character that's come since then has been and I actually talked about this a little bit elsewhere, but uh every character since has been sort of a different facet of my personality that I've wanted to explore and play around with. So Racket was like, Well, what would Ringer be like if he was just super confident and more of a performer and more outgoing and that sort of thing. Was the coyote at that point like, what if we tripled racket? That's kind of where the coyote started. Yeah. Uh, the coyote like, so didn't is, is the, the, the first suit, two first suits after the coyote. Are you just going to be like a complete asshole? I'm just going to be cycling through again. Okay. The coyote didn't exist for a long time. So ringer has been around since, I guess in his his like official form probably around since twenty twelve ish. And uh Racket 
kind of was shortly thereafter because uh, that was 2012, I think, was when I started getting back into the fandom. And then shortly after that is when I commissioned sort of my first quote unquote real fursuit, which was Racket. Um, yeah. And that's that's what everyone, I think, really met you as. Yeah, that's he's the first one who did anything that that had any sort of uh, reach. And I mean, it's a it it helped that he's a very good, very nice looking suit. And he is a cool looking character, I think. Well, you move well in him. You perform well. So it's good. It works out well. The thing is, everyone calls racket ringer and that's that's really like i'm not gonna sit there and, and be pedantic about it like if they ask i will try to explain it concisely but i don't want to like be like well actually his name is such and such and you should refer to him only as that so i'm just glad like they recognize him as as me and i, I think that's and, cool. and if they don't know you they think that first its name is m- 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 match which is also fine mm-hmm. <laughs> like honestly uh they're all me in some way, shape, or form. And so, like, if you want to learn more, that's fine. If you just want to think of them all as one thing, that's fine, too. It's cool that you pay any attention to me at all. <laughs> so, yeah, so Racket was uh-huh. was shortly after that. And, like, he hung around for a little while. And then there was the donkey, and he sort of, like, got me to be a little more goofy and... Right. You thought, I wish I was pathetic. Yeah, I'll do that now. You think about when you first get into furry and a lot of times sort of tend toward an animal that you're like, oh, this is really cool. I'm going to be really cool and have this neat fursona that everybody loves. And then Mm -hmm. I think as you're in it longer, like you'll see certain people just sort of use furry as an opportunity to step out of their comfort zone and start to explore these different sort of uh, subgroups. One one of my favorite tools that people use furry as is uh, I, I know people who have designed fursonas of what they want to be like it's not their personality today but it's what they want to get to and they just keep role playing into that character until it builds enough of that back into themselves so it's like a tool to develop your actual character in this idealized way that is very much me and by doing that with racket it made me become i think slightly more comfortable interacting with people and performing and i think a big part of that was he had this acceptance that that uh you know, rolled back onto me and it made me feel sort of more comfortable just interacting with people in general because I knew that people responded well to the stuff that I was doing and it made me feel just more confident by extension. But like the, the same thing. And neurotic. Did you say erotic or neurotic? Because they're both right. I said neurotic. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> accurate either way. But the the same thing happened I think with the donkey because he encouraged me to try things that I wouldn't have done in racket and maybe wouldn't have done as myself, but were fitting for his character. But by doing that and, and being willing to put myself into those situations, it opened up doors and, and allowed me to sort of meet people that I maybe wouldn't have met before. And it made me more comfortable in exploring like some of those like weirder sides of, of furry as well. And then uh, the coyote is kind of swinging back in the other direction where, first of all, like he is the first character, I guess, that I've had that I feel is sort of way more separate than the others were. Uh, He's also kind of an evolution of what Racket was, but I I do want to dial it up more and I want to perform it more because Racket was still kind of like pretty modest in terms of things like this one talks yeah this one talks and that's a a huge part of it because i think like if you're gonna try to play the personality of of 
of a guy who's kind of like full of himself and and overly confident and very just uh, uh, sort of prideful, I guess, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you kind of need to add a voice to it because you can't, well, I don't want to say can't, but I would have a hard time kind of conveying that without having that additional, you know, asset of being able to speak. How'd you come to, how'd you get that Texas accent? Well, it wasn't Texas, I guess you're, you're doing Southern, aren't you? It, it is Southern, but it's You got sort a good of, Southern accent it's, kind of going? It's, it's definitely more Texan than like Southeastern. Oh, you do it. You do it in Texas, you reckon? Yeah. Did you study? I mean, did you study Texans when you did that? No, not not really. But uh, I don't. Uh, I don't really know how that happened. Uh, it, it's partially because Southern is the only accent I feel like I can reliably do. It's hard to keep that accent. It's hard to keep an accent. But I, I do enjoy doing that because I think it makes it clear that you're you're talking to a character, and I think it's it's a fun and fitting sort of accent for him. Cause it's kind of like a little bit got the foghorn leghorn vibe. Like he's got a, a little bit of that personality, but obviously foghorn leghorns is more. It's a giant rooster. He is. It's the, the question was less about the, the visual similarities. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. And more about like, uh, it looks more like dude. His accent is, is definitely not Texan though. Really? Like, it's a little more, I don't know, Kentuckian. Is that a thing? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if they just invented that accent for the character. Or... So, what's your goal with the character? Are you trying to? Are you just trying to explore aspects of yourself, or just see where it goes, or just? Yeah, I mean, I I just want him to kind of be able to like be out there and do coyote stuff. Whoa, that's illegal. Not when he does it. Oh, that's how. Yeah, yeah he's that's, got a I permit. Think that's what Coyotes told me. Yeah, Kaidi's told me they're the best. Yeah. Just the best. Do you know why they say that? Because they're the worst. Because it's right. <laughs> it's absolutely the Think worst. Think about how great raccoons are. Yeah. And now yeah. coyotes are better than that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Mm. I think every species really... I'm going to do a very PC statement here. <laughs> every species is great in their own Listen, way. Listen, all animals are equal. <laughs> But coyotes are more equal than others. Have you ever been in a furry chat room where somebody says their character is the best? Not their character, their species is the best. And then the entire room for about half an hour cycles through talking about why they're actually the best species. No, and you've just hit on one of the reasons I don't hang out in furry chat rooms. (laughs) Well, you should definitely try it out. It's good. All animals are good except fens. (laughs) <laughs> oh no oh they're they're so loud the thing about them is they this hasn't even been released yet and they heard me say that i know they're so mad they're just gonna start screeching i can hear the screeching <laughs> from here yeah see there they are all right well this has been animal noises specifically fennec noises yes great I have been Ringer. Uh, I, I, I'm Path. You can follow us on Twitter. Because <laughs> in four months, they'll then be able to know when our next episode <laughs> comes out. Uh, that's at Animal Noises Now. Or you can visit us online at animalnoises.co. Although if you're listening to this, like it probably doesn't matter because you've already got the podcast. Uh, that's true. But hey, thanks for listening. 
And uh, thanks. We'll talk to you later. Bye.